0: Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I'm Clive Ennevar, business strategist, coach, and mentor, and we're having a conversation with Bev Ryan about publishing for profit the value of a business book. Bev Ryan, the author of Smart Women Publish, provides a book coaching and publishing service for quiet achievers on the move in their business or profession. Bev believes that self-publishing is a powerful tool for business owners to position themselves as leaders in their field. And the process is also a catalyst for enormous personal and professional growth. As the trend of business owner as author continues to grow, Bev works with new authors to help them overcome the challenges found in the self-publishing process. Bev, that sounds like you've taken on a great heap there, but before we start talking about that, tell us a little bit about Bev Ryan.
1: Hi, Hi Clive. Thanks for having me. Um, well, I, if we go way back, I'm a country girl. I grew up on a farm up near the Kingaroy district in Queensland. So, my background is in you know, a small country school. I used to teach my dolls on a, on on the veranda of our farmhouse and um, made books for them so it's funny how I later on became a high school teacher, as you do and um now I find myself making books with other people so you know they talk about career threads there's always little clues from our childhood. That help us figure out where we where we need to go and what we should do. So yeah, so basically, I'm a country kid at heart. I live in Brisbane. I've lived here for a long time now, and I've got family around me in Brisbane.
0: Excellent. And uh, now you you have me intrigued, of course, because now I want to know if you've ever put together or helped someone put together a book about peanuts being a king oroi girl. <laughs>
1: No, I haven't. No, I live near Kingaroy. I use Kingaroy as a reference point because men, most people have heard of it because of dear Joe Bjorke Peterson. But no, we, we had a dairy farm, which, you know, dairying doesn't really exist in that part of Australia anymore, as, it, as is the case in many places. And um, I ended up in, high, in um, university in Brisbane. So since then, Brisbane's kind of been my base, which is a very nice city.
0: Indeed, and it's a lovely place to be. I've spent quite a few years there myself.
1: Mm.
0: But um, so this trend about business owners, uh, you know, becoming uh, authors—it's certainly, as I mentioned in the introduction, a a growing area. Mm. And you work with new authors to help them overcome the challenges found in that self-publishing process. What are some of the challenges that you help people overcome?
1: Well, the people I work with. Um, do not see themselves as authors, and they don 't necessarily see themselves as writers and it 's not really their ambition to become a writer as such' that 's not a career ambition it 's really their ambition or hope is to produce a book with their name on the front um, about their area of expertise or a particular area of expertise, so that the book itself um, gives them some credibility and authority and visibility in their industry so that's probably the biggest obstacle is that people think, well, I want the book but I'm, but I'm not a writer, I'm not an author, I have no idea how to do this. But, and, and there's a lot of self-doubt as well. You know, people tend to think, well, I, I need to be an expert before I start writing about a particular topic, whereas you know, I believe that you learn an awful lot about a topic as you write the book. It's, it's basically a research project if you want to look at it that way.
0: Yeah, and it allows those people to grow because they learn so much as they write the book.
1: Hmm. Definitely, because it, it's um in the process involved. You don't just gather the gather the words or the data and just put it on a page. There's, you've got to uh, do a lot of, You know, some research, some collection of data, other people's stories, do some deeper thinking and rearranging and collating and all sorts of processes. So it's it's actually a it's an academic experience. I suppose, the actual writing of the book.
0: So in, essentially it it helps people actually uh, not just uh, provide a bit of promotion within their industry but helps them find their position in the industry. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, because even, I mean, the very first stages you need to go through, and it, it is very much like setting up a small business, uh, writing a book, you have to figure out, first of all, what topics that you are interested in enough to want to pursue for any length of time, but then you have to also analyze your audience and really um, decide who you want to who you want to work with ongoing, because that's really what you, the purpose of your book is to connect you to a particular audience, and then hopefully bring them back to you to do ongoing work in some capacity. So you do need to figure out those two things: well, who am I? What do I want to do? What do I want? Who do I want to work with? And then, well, what message or information do I have that's of value to them? And then um, how can I help them in their life in some capacity so that, so that you're contributing to a positive change?
0: Indeed. And um, again, as I mentioned earlier, that this is often a catalyst for personal and professional growth in people. Can you give us some examples of how people have grown through the process of uh, presenting their book?
1: Well, I I guess my first I used my first hand experience when I first got into publishing and I came into self publishing through magazines and that was um, I was in my 40s and I went through a career crisis myself. I used I was teaching. I used to be a teacher, uh, an English teacher. So that's sort of my mildly helpful when I was in the publishing space. But um, so I just figured out through a lot of career searching that magazine publishing sounded like a perfect fit. This is going back when um, almost you know early internet days. So what I found, though, when I first published a magazine called Work From Home, which funnily enough was about what I did about for people like me who wanted to work from home, um, mm. I found when I became a publisher of a magazine that was for sale in news agencies, suddenly um, people made, you know, it, it really did sort of elevate my visibility, but people were really impressed by it. Um, It opened doors, the invitations to speak at events, that sort of thing. So what then happened for me internally was a a huge shift in my self-perception, my self-image, which was a very positive thing. Um, And then so then moving that now to when I work with authors, the book's a very similar process. And because I went through it myself, I understand what it can do for others. And that's why I'm so invested in, in what I do because, most people I work with struggle with the idea of being an author. Um, As the book becomes closer and closer to being a real object that's going to be visible out in the world, people do go through a mild sort of panic because suddenly their work's on show and they fear that they'll be judged, not harshly, but they'll be judged because of the quality of their work. So, um, you know, they have to step up and believe in what they do and that goes back to when they first start writing their book. They, they have to you know, they have to believe in this thing. They have to know what their message is. It has to be an important message. Whatever purpose their book's going to serve, it's got to be really important to them. And um, just the process of believing in yourself, believing in your message, creating a product, doesn't really matter what it, whether it's a book or a film or music or whatever, and then making that visible and available to the world is a lot of self-growth involved in that process
0: for sure. Yes, and um, earlier in this series, we were speaking with somebody who works specifically with helping people overcome uh, fears of being judged and not being good enough and so on. Uh, How have you found the people presenting a a book, uh, whilst they go through those moments of fear, once they've actually got it done, how do they relate to the book then?
1: Oh, probably a mixture of things um there's a definite elation when the when the book gets delivered back to you you know your book's produced, you send your files to the printer, but two or three weeks later you get a box of books delivered to your door it's a combination of high excitement because this thing actually exists and a feeling of it's hard to describe a feeling of like oh, My goodness, it's like, well, what are we going to do with this thing? But when you bring your first baby home from hospital, I don't know if you remember that, it's like,
0: <laughs> yes. oh my god,
1: and then you wake up, like, well, what do I do? What do I do with this? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's a bit like that with the books. So then, once your book's delivered and it's real, then you step into the next phase, which is marketing, and um, that's a whole different ballgame again. Hmm.
0: Yes, so uh, it really is a long journey. Um, I can remember, of course, when uh, we didn't have self-publishing and one had mm-hmm. to find a publisher and that had its own set of difficulties, of course. But uh, How has it changed now? How difficult is it for an individual to publish their book?
1: To self-publish it. It's hmm. not, not difficult at all. It's, it's a process. It's um, step one, step two, step three. And that when I first decided to publish a magazine, I made the decision, but I, then I... Um, also realized well i still don't know how to do it so i just went out and asked lots of questions and did some reading whatever people are very helpful so a self-publishing process is it's a logical logical thing but you just need you need to um bring some expertise into the process i mean you can self-publish a book you could write it you could Self-edit. You could do the layout yourself. You could do a book cover design yourself, and you could send that off somewhere or upload it yourself to Amazon. That you've got a book, and if you've got the skills to do that, fine. That you go ahead and do it. Um, but if you're going to produce a book, and I don't always, I always um, advocate produce a print book as well as an ebook. But if you're going to do it, and you don't have the skills to do it, all of those things well yourself, then you really need to draw on the expertise that you need. Definitely a good editor, and definitely a good design. Those two components are going to make your book either look kind of shabby or give it the sort of quality where it would sit comfortably on a books bookshelf at an airport or something like that. You know, you need to have a benchmark that you aim for, and that's kind of an easy benchmark because a lot of people buy business books at airports. <laughs> so, and just have a, have a have a wander through a bookstore at an airport, and you kind of. That's your quality. Okay, that's what
0: you're aiming for. So. We, which, of course, brings us back to the, the subject of our talk, Publishing for Profit, the Value of a Business Book. Mm-hmm. The How do you describe the value of a book when we, we do get it out there and maybe it is at, at the bookstore at the airport where mm-hmm. we have lots of business people travelling, of course?
1: hmm so profits are, um, profit doesn't not just need, mean money. If you profit, you can profit from things in many, many ways. So um, I think it's important when somebody starts down the path of self-publishing a book for their you know, to, for their business or their career to really sit down with that word profit and really analyze what that what that actually covers. And it, it does obviously cover sales, but that's not going to be the key return on your book. So if your goal is to write a book to make lots of money, then um, I think you probably find you'll struggle. But if, if your book is positioned and written as part of as, or as a tool to reach the right people who then will come back to you for further interaction and further exchange of value, whether that be uh, coaching or programs or come back to you for products or whatever, that's where your profit is going to come from those secondary transactions, not from the purchase of the book.
0: So it's fair to look at it uh, in in one respect as part of your marketing.
1: Uh, definitely, yes, it definitely is. Um, but the the um, caveat there is that you don't your book should not look like a brochure. So you don't and don't put your don't put your own branding from your business onto the front of your book, because then it look it does look like a a, a marketing tool. But it's really part of your marketing suite of packages, I suppose. And um, I sort of liken it, really, when you think about a book from the purchaser point of view, they might pay $25, $30 for your book, which is not a, not a big outlay of money for a purchaser. But what comes with a book is credibility and authority. So there, there is kind of a given, it's an assumption that we make, maybe wrongly sometimes, it's an assumption that we make that a book, uh, a, a well-produced book is, has got value, intrinsic value and you can trust that the content within it is trustworthy and there is kind of that, that attraction factor that will bring you back to that author. So it's really important that you get all of those things right. So a book from that point of perspective for a purchaser is, um, is low cost, it's high trust and um, high authority. So there's not many things we can produce as marketing tools that's going to bring that sort of, uh, impact to our client, so I think you know, said high trust, low low cost combination that will come from a book,
0: which of course is what all of us in business crave is that high trust
1: mm. And,
0: mm. and preferably low cost. I well, think.
1: low cost for the consumer, for the buyer mm. of your book. I mean, it's in terms of what it costs to self-publish to do it well. You know, there's it's you know, there's costs involved. You've got your editing costs, your design costs. Um, print costs but with printing now you, you only have to print short short runs of books at, at a time so you don't have an enormous print bill up front um, but there are costs involved so that's I guess that's the equation if you're thinking about producing a book so you might think well this whole process is going to cost me you know $5,000, $6,000, whatever. But from that, what's my return on that? And your return might be you might attract three clients back to you who pay you $2,000 each to do some intensive coaching. So there's, you know, it's, it's, that's your money equation that you need to look at. So your consumer, your buyer of the book may then t- turn into an ongoing long-term customer in some shape or form.
0: And one of the books that you have published, Smart Women Publish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that one. How did that come about and uh, what did that deliver?
1: Well, the reason I chose to call it Smart Women Publish is that I have published magazines for women in the past and um, I tend to, most of my clients are women, but not all. I work with men, but I, I mean, that was obviously a deliberate decision. I could have called it. Smart People Publish, or I could have called it anything. But I chose to use the word women in the title. Um, interestingly, my editor said, well, you know, the content is actually for anybody. It's not just for women because, you know, I don't really... Um, I talk a bit about confidence in the book, but, you know, men also have to deal with confidence when they're going public with a, with a book. Um, but I guess the reason I chose to, to call it women is mainly because my audience so far has been, has been women. Um, mm-hmm. It came about because i 'm helping other people publish books, and so I thought, well, I actually should publish my own because it is a you know i 've produced a lot of magazines for myself um, and project managed a lot of magazines for my business but um yeah, so I really I guess the book i 'm hoping the book will do for me, what I hope my clients books will do for them um, it 's really i suppose displaying my knowledge and expertise around publishing as well with and also and with any book i know there'll be people that will purchase the book and they will take the book because it is a it's a why to publish and a how to publish so it's quite a useful manual about the publishing process so there will be people that will purchase the book and they will go and do you know they'll be able to work out a lot from the book i may never meet them or see them that's fine but there will be people who uh, will see the book as um, an entry back to my services and skills, and um, yes, and also I, I, part of the point of publishing it was for my book to open doors for me. So I've just developed my speaker's profile to go with my book, which I will now start posting off to people who run events and all sorts of things to maybe get some speaking opportunities so the you know a book is great for that sort of thing it's not just about sales it's about it and a lot of a lot of times it's the great idea to give your book away so you know there's a, a phrase that people use like their book is their business card which is a very valid way to use your book i've given quite a few books away a couple of weeks ago from the australian women's oh, Sorry, start again the international women's day events around australia i posted off quite a lot of books to be given away at those events so um yeah, it's, just, it's a great tool to use as for gifting. Um, talking about airports, I heard a story recently of a fellow who gave his book to the passenger beside him in, an, in a plane. This is going back a while. But um, six months later he got a call from that person's wife who was running a major convention and he was invited to be one of the key speakers. So you just don't know where your book's going to go. But it's got a, it's got a um, value in a life of its own really.
0: It can have some major impacts on uh, how your life might run. Mm. What are some of the more notable impacts that you've seen in somebody's business or career as a result of them uh, publishing a book?
1: Mm. Well, I, in my book, I've got uh, 14 different case studies of women who've published and I, I deliberately chose women who, they're not, they're not celebrities, they're you're not high-profile people. They've written books around their area of expertise and area of interest. And uh, one of them in particular, I, oh, I've i got two great stories in there. I'll try and keep them brief. But one is uh, Mary-Anne marianne is, I think she wrote a book, she's about, around 60, but her area of expertise is, is um, horses. And she'd been writing articles for horse magazines for quite a while. She's a, a journalist. She wrote a book about um, rescuing horses. Uh, uh, I've got to get the title. Equine, emergency rescue, equine rescue. But it's a definite skill. Rescuing horses from difficult situations like falling in wells, that sort of thing. It's a definite mm-hmm. area of expertise that she had. So she wrote a quite a a sim well, a small book but a very informative book. And she wrote that several years ago now. But that book has kind of catapulted her to a place where she is now regarded internationally as an expert of in that area, speaks at events and now is importing products and running uh, training events around Australia. So she's created this business from that simple book. She's got a whole new business that she never, ever expected to have. And um, she writes that she's just amazed. In my book, I'll share her story. She said she's just got a life and a career now in her 60s that she never, ever dreamt she would ever have. So, you know, that just came from her decision to write that simple book. So, that's one so way.
0: it can catapult you into all sorts of areas, some of which mm. you've not even thought of.
1: Yes, yes, because other people are going to see it and read it, and they they can see an opportunity that you would never know that even existed for yourself. So it's, it's um, a lot of serendipity involved in it, you know, which is pretty exciting. It's fun.
0: Yes, and there's a word we don't hear often enough. No. Serendipity. We, yeah. we should be yeah. we should be encouraging that, but we mm. don't know about it much. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've all got stories of things, how things just kind of happen, like we think about something one day and it turns up the next day. It's a, it's a fantastic little bit of magic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bit of magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, with uh, people wanting to rush out and create a book, what are the biggest mistakes business owners make when they decide to publish?
1: Yeah, well, I think, well, when they decide to write, I I think one of the big mistakes you can make at the start is um, just making an assumption that, okay, I know this stuff, I know this really well, I'm going to write a book about it, everybody needs it or somebody needs it. Just making an assumption that what you want to put into your book is what people actually want to read. And that's why it's really important uh, just, as I said earlier, if you're setting up a business, you know you have to research your market. You've still got to do the same thing with your book. Just kind of check that that's what people actually want. So, um, you know, I've got another book client I coached her with a book and helped produce a book. She, her book is about women as leaders and um, she's a very successful business leader herself and she had a lot of ideas about what she wanted to present in her book, particularly for young women. She knew that um, she wanted to encourage young women to put their hand up and get involved in in leadership capacities that she knew they sort of kind of held themselves back from because they didn't feel confident. Um, so she did a really uh, quite a thorough um, survey in Survey Monkey and researched or surveyed not just women but also men and got some great feedback that she then used to kind of redirect some parts of her book. So I think that's one of the biggest mistakes, just sitting down at the keyboard and just, thrashing it out without planning and research first because once you've done that then you set your framework for your book which is really I guess basically that's your um, table of contents and then from that you build on that
0: so essentially it's like anything else in business any any product in business one needs to sit down and be really really clear on why it's being provided who it's being provided for why those people want it yeah no different in a book
1: no, book plan, business plan, pretty much the same thing, really. Yeah, mm.
0: definitely. So now that we've got everything organised and we've got our plan and mm-hmm. we've actually managed to write the book and then we've published it, mm-hmm. what's the best way to leverage it now that we have it published? Mm.
1: It's really going to – it's finding the well, – the word that's very commonly used now is I guess is finding the influences. So – It's um, connecting, and and really this is ideally, ideally, which doesn't always happen, this is part of what you're doing as you're putting the book together is building up your network of contacts who have a very similar audience to you and building up a relationship there so that you can leverage on those connections. So, you know, I've got, for example, I might have a 1,000 people on my database, but I also know... Quite influential people who've got probably lots more than that on their databases. So, forming relationships, and it's always got to be a mutual, you know, two way relationship, but um, you know, that's one of the ways to leverage your book is to get in front of other people's audiences as well as your own. So, that might be through you know, doing a podcast like I'm doing with you, for example. I mean, it's yes. a great example. Um, or speaking at events. Um, Running your own events, getting people back to your back to your um, you know to your location, it's you can definitely distribute your book through bookstores. Bookstores are a great way to go if you can get your book into them. That's not an always it's not always an easy thing to do, but that's not your prime purpose of your book. Um, there is a lot of pressure on people. Today to have Amazon bestsellers, but really that's a short, sharp process. Yeah. An Amazon bestseller comes about by putting together basically a campaign so that a lot of people go to your Amazon site and download a probably a very free, a very inexpensive version of your book over a couple of days, and then the numbers spikes, so and then you're an Amazon bestseller. I mean that's fun to do, and you can use that as a claim to fame if you wish. Um, it does not guarantee any. Re- to return to your business, but it you know those are those people that people who know how an Amazon bestseller happens don't put a lot of um, weight in it, but it's still it's a nice thing to do. But that's just one of the many many things that you need to do. It, it's very much like marketing a business, really. Um,
0: and of course, uh, a book is just essentially another way of having a conversation with a potential client. Speaking of conversations, because we are on a business conversation podcast uh what's the best tip you have received Bev, from a business conversation
1: well i have to uh, probably quote andrew griffiths who's a very well-known um, australian author who writes business books he's uh, now he's an author coach so I've, I've did a program with him where he was the author was our author coach so even you know coaches need coaches <laughs> and and he probably, he does have his own coach. But he took, early on, he talked about books. He said books have got thud value. And I think that's the one phrase that the people ask, why can I just do an e should? I, why do I need to do a print book? I'll just do an e-book. There is something so different about having a, a, a book in your hands. It's so different to somebody sending you a link to their e-book, which you might download, but then it sits in your laptop or your Kindle or whatever. So in terms of books, I think that's that's probably a simple one. The book's got great thud value and that thud is, you know, obviously impact and presence and impacts other people as well, impacts yourself, impacts other people.
0: And, of course, it makes a lovely thud when it lands on the coffee table. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and it reminds you that it's real and uh, it's mm. tangible. You can feel it. You can re- mm. you, you thumb the pages, as they say. <laughs> yes,
1: definitely. You can it's write hot- in it. A- I've just purchased Seth Godin's um, latest book about marketing and, yeah, I, I need to write notes and, you know, underline highlights and things, so that's what books are for.
0: Yes, that's right. You've got to make them personal, haven't you? You've got mm. to personalise all of these things.
1: Yeah, definitely. So my, book, my book's actually, at the end of each chapter in my book, I've got um, a journal section because I had my great career breakthrough because I purchased a book with exercises in it and I, I got a journal and I sat down and I worked through the exercises, journaled, and then found my way into publishing from there, which is going back a while. So in my book I've got a similar thing. At the end of each chapter there's questions and I suggest people buy a, a, um, a journal because in the process of journaling while you're reading my book you're actually building up the basis of your own book as you go.
0: Yes, uh, there's a lot to be said for journaling. And, of course, yeah. uh, ideally journaling is done in a book. Yes, that's right. <laughs>
1: there's a, I, I need to learn. I mean, there's a definite process that's happening between the brain and the hand when you write. And I, I need to find the right description of that because it's, it's a much more effective process than just thinking about a question. If you write the answer, that's
0: what you need to do.
1: Don't just think about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. (laughs) But as we near the end of our business conversation, Bev, what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today?
1: Well, in terms of publishing, um, just self-belief. I think that's the biggest thing that holds people back from from a lot of things, but from writing a book. And the the statistic is that something like 90% of people would like to write a book, but only about 10% do. I think more and more people are actually writing because of self-publishing, but still it's a low percentage. And what holds people back in the middle space there, the ones that want to but don't, uh, is self-confidence and, and I guess not knowing the process. But once they have, it's, you don't need to know the process. You don't need to have, sorry, you don't need to have the confidence. What you'll do is when you find out the process, you will gain confidence. I think the action leads to the confidence. Don't wait till you're confident first to start moving and the confidence comes. So. Um, you know, we've all got a message that helps other people. We've all been through stuff, you know, negative stuff. We've come through it and we've learned from it and so we all do have something to share. And I think the other, the other thing to add in there is that you don't just have to share your own story. I, you know, in my book I shared 14 stories of other women, so you know, share other people's stories, you know, add your own in there, but don't think that the spotlight's glaring in your face when you write a book. You know, I actually am much more comfortable shining the spotlight on other people. That's really what I love doing. And um, so, in my book, I expose some of myself, but I've exposed other people as well. So, you know, they get to they get exposure, they get uh, um, their profile gets to be raised because of the process. So that's part of the pleasure I get from it as well. So, and yeah. as,
0: as a reader, of course, uh, one would therefore obtain uh, views of perhaps. Similar circumstances handled mm. differently.
1: Yes, because the fourteen stories, each of them are yeah, they're very real stories about people and the, the anxieties they had at the start and the simple things that worked and you know they're not they're not all selling a million copies of their book. That's not the point. They they are all their book has been an integral part of their progress and their excitement and their satisfaction and doors have opened because of it.
0: Mm. There you are, and most importantly. Mm-hmm because that's excellent advice to start doing, and probably the best way to start doing is to actually contact Bev. So how can our listeners connect with Bev to start their own conversation?
1: Well, I'll use my book website. That's probably the easiest way to find me, smartwomenpublish.com.
0: There we are, smartwomenpublish.com. Yes. And we probably want to say again that, as you said earlier the information contained there is not limited by gender no not at
1: all and you know as they say in marketing you can have your niche target market but you'll always get business around the outside of that niche so um no it's definitely and i've worked with men on books which is fine process so don't be daunted by the title (laughs) you can uh, put a paper bag over the title if you like if you don't like the front cover you could cover it up and then read it anyway (laughs) (laughs) put it in a brown paper bag
0: yes what's what's that old saying about judging books (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) what's inside might be quite different to the appearance yes But uh, in in this case, Bev Ryan, this has been wonderful to learn about uh, publishing, -publishing, Mm self-publishing, and how it can help people grow. And essentially, it's what we want to do. We want to have conversations which allow people to grow, become more. Thank you, Bev Ryan. And I think we we want to hear back from you later about uh, all these additional people who are now publishing and, and see how it's grown and how you've grown.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've got lots of lots of client stories to, to share, so I'd love to anytime. Thanks there very much for having me, Clive.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much for being part of Business Conversations with Clive Ennever. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favorite podcast app, and you can find more business resources at cliveennever dot com dot